Everybody, my name is Tyler Dunn. This is Dr. D. That's right. I'm Dr. Daniel Segura. I go by Dr. D, founder of SIT, where you sit and learn. And also, I am a consulting coach, VA representative here at Gasolina Realty. So if you're looking for homes, looking to sell, looking to refinance, this is the place to be. Awesome. Now, I'm gonna. we're on episode 74 of Goals and Updates. And before... I go into letting Daniel or Dr. D actually go and explain what he's, you know, what he's doing, his goals, his passions, his, what he wants to accomplish in the future. I'm going to tell you how I met Dr. D. So long story short, I ran into, um, I don't even know if you know this story. I ran into at 18, I invested some money with a stockbroker. His name was Drew. Now Drew ended up going and doing, um, he went in, they do like a Felipe. Then when I was talking to um, Drew about investing, because I was like, I don't really want to do stocks anymore. I want to invest in multifamily. And I was talking about Grant Cardone. That's when he's like, hey, I, I know this one guy named Felipe Rodriguez who really is interested in Grant Cardone. And you should definitely go mention like what you want to do because he's like, I only invest in stocks. He's like, I don't really know a lot about like multifamily. He's like, so I'll give you his contact, reach out to him. So I give him a call, set up... Um, we set up something where I actually went out and, and met with him at a bar and we just like talked and he brought up Toastmasters. So that's how I, I originally went the first time to Toastmasters was through Felipe. And then that's how I met Dr. D who is also a Toastmaster who wanted to um, increase like his public speaking skills. So isn't that, that's pretty interesting, right? Yes, it sure is. Also, <laughs> the thing is, is that um, I know Felipe, you know, he's uh, one of our investors and, and so forth. Felipe, awesome guy. Um, great personality. He's all very customer service oriented, always looking out for the best interest of, of individuals, especially who, who own their business or looking to get loans and so forth. Fine. Felipe Rodriguez. That's the game. That's the guy. Yep. So, um, so that's how I met Dr. D. Now, what I want to do real quick is have you kind of introduce yourself, um, introduce like your background, introduce how you got into where you are now, and then what your goals are for the future. Okay, excellent. So uh, my name is uh, Daniel Segura, Dr. Daniel Segura. I go by Dr. D. I am a founder of SIT, where you sit and learn, which is uh, it's my own business where I help motivate individuals to overcome life's obstacles. So I do a lot of like sales training, personal training, leadership training, management, all in one. It, it really all depends on the company and, and what they're looking for. And uh, I've been doing this with my company now for approximately almost three years. I kind of fell into this uh, motivational talk as, as working in a university. You know, I began as an instructor, then slowly started climbing, uh, climbing up the ladder. Then I realized that, you know, I, I, I enjoy motivating people. I love inspiring people because when I would see these students sitting down in their chair, I used to think of myself when I was in that chair right there. Right. But the the difference is the difference is is that when when I was in high school, I didn't my my peers, my my teachers and so forth, they weren't really motivating me. Right. You know, and at that time I, I, I tell you something, Carter, that um I wasn't the perfect student. I wasn't the perfect student. And it all started when I remember my senior year, uh one of my English teacher asked me to write down what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. Right. 
So I told her, you know, wrote it down and, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be successful. I want to make a lot of money. I want to do all of these different things. And then later on that week when she collected everybody's papers, she started reading everybody's um, summary yeah. of what they want to do in front of the class. Right. And when she got to my specific paper in front of the class, you got to remember, I'm 17 years old. She told me, Danny. Do you think you're going to be a doctor? Do you think you're going to be successful? Do you think you're even going to graduate high school? And in my mind, you got to remember, I was only 17 years old. So I'm like thinking, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I do think that. But then she had me doubting myself. Right. She put doubt in my mind. Now, that's something that you don't do to a 17 year old kid doesn't even know what life is at this specific time. And she threw this at me. Luckily, luckily, you know, I had that type of drive to prove her wrong because it could have went both ways. Right. I could have allowed what she told me and I could have not done anything. But instead, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And guess what? You did it. I graduated high school. <laughs> I graduated one of the best feelings in the world. So anyways, I barely graduated high school because I wasn't the best student at that time. And then from one moment to the next, what I wanted to do, which was my vision, I wanted to go to the military. Now, I'm not saying the military is for everybody because it's not, but it's something that I saw. And when I went in the military, I broke out of my bubble. Broke out of my bubble, which was where I was home, the same people, I had, a, I had a change of routine, and I started meeting different people in my life. And luckily, I met the right people that made, allowed me to think differently, who inspired me and motivated me to keep going, moving forward. And it was all about what you think, and if you believe, just take action on it, and it's going to happen. And before you know it, again, I, I was a combat medic for the United States Navy with the Marine Corps. Uh, I served about six years, and throughout that time, I had a great, great, successful career. I got my honorable discharge uh, back in 2006, and during that time, I went and I continued going to school. I got my bachelor's degree in healthcare management from Illinois University. Uh, shortly after that, I wanted to become a doctor, so I went back to school, studied pre-med at Florida Atlantic University, mm -hmm. got my second bachelor's degree in pre-med biology. So then I, I, I wanted to become a doctor. I ended up moving to Texas and I needed a job. So I started teaching, got a quick job teaching. And that's where everything changed. That's when I realized what my true passion was. And it is in helping, it is in helping others, but the area was more in thinking. Yeah. The area was more education. Yeah, the, I, the mindset. Exactly. So I thought about it like this. If you're a doctor, and it all depends on what kind of doctors you are, but at this specific time, this is what I thought of. As a doctor, you break your arm, Tyler, right? Right. So what do I do? I give you an x-ray, so forth, give you a cast, you're good to go. Right? Right. You're fine. It'll heal. You're, you're gone. Oh, I remember. Yeah, the doctor fixed my arm. But if I help you, if I inspire you, if I motivate you to think differently. Right. For success, I helped you out for the rest of your life. So I started noticing that a lot of these students um, who I had, who I saw myself in their shoes because I wanted to be that teacher I wish I had. So that's what I did. And then 
shortly after that, I, I got my master's degree in biomedical informatics from uh, um, Nova Southeastern University. And then, you know, I wanted to continue going to school, got addicted to education. And I was like, hey, you know what? I always wanted to be a doctor. So I went and I got my doctorate in, um, again, Nova Southeastern University in uh, education of healthcare. And I got my second one in instructional technology and distant education. But now get this, here you go. At 17 years old, I graduated with a 2.0 GPA right. in high school. And here I have two doc doctorates graduated with a 3.97. Only got one B plus to tell you anybody can do it. It doesn't matter. I'm living proof. I did it and, and so forth. And ever since then, um, I've been very successful in the stuff that I did because the people who I surrounded myself with having the same vision allowed me to climb. So now I have my own business. And at the same time, I partnered up here with Casalina, building a, a, an inside sales team, constantly coaching, motivating uh, these realtors to be the best, to show them that they can do it. Because, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, this market is very competitive. Well, yes, it is competitive in your eyes. But if you know what to do, how to do it. And if you set up a structure, if you have somebody that keeps you accountable with the right support system, there is no competition. The only right. competition is it's yourself. yourself. Exactly. It's <laughs> yourself. So here now at Casalina, what we do is we help people buy and sell homes. I motivate our, um, our real estate agents. And most importantly, I help out our, our vets, our veterans to buy and sell home because there's a lot of veterans out there that do not know all the benefits that they have. And one of the great benefits is purchasing their home or refinancing it or something in between those lines. And I was never told this when I got out of the military. I found this out later on, again, jumping into the real estate business and so forth. So this is something that I'm here to help out my vets because I know there's limited information. And the only way you know is if you speak to someone speak to somebody yeah. or another vet or, or so that's kind of in a nutshell where, where I'm at right now. Tyler. Yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting that you brought up that point about um, when you got out of, when you became an actual veteran, when you came out of the military and they, you didn't really know your benefits. That was something that, cause I have a desire eventually that once I get, you know, like I establish wealth and I can get to a point where I can go and create like foundations that's something I want to do. I, I want to do something like what you're talking about with helping like veterans, mm -hmm. because I understand, like I had this one, um, this one friend at this other job that I worked at with Broward college and he was a Navy vet. Mm -hmm. And he said the biggest, the biggest uh, slap in his face was when he got out of being in the military, he came back into the States and he didn't, he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. He didn't, he, he knew that he maybe wanted to continue education but he didn't know all the benefits that were available to him. And he said like it was, he had to really fight to go and find out information of the benefits that he would receive to go to like school, to go and buy a house is what you're saying earlier to do different everyday life experiences that would make it easier on him with the mm -hmm. benefits. And, and cause I, cause I was trying to think too, cause like I don't have that background. Mm -hmm. So I don't know when you get out, like what they tell you, what goes on and like what, actual resources are available to you like is there a place where you can actually go and um like ask them questions or yeah, absolutely. you just call them you can always go to the veterans affair is there um, a lot of them though yeah well the the information is there that's the thing okay there is resources there is information there for the vets and so forth but um 
nowadays we live in, 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 in an age that people do not like to read or look or research, unfortunately. So um, sometimes people, they, they don't go into these sites. So as a, as a helper serving others, it's like, I, I want them to know that, Hey, look, I'm here. I can, mm-hmm. I can be a vice, uh, like a third person in there to, to explain this stuff to you because sometimes you might read it, you, and, and, uh, the terminology and so forth, you might not understand it so well. Right. So, um, in that sense, I think it's, it's good to actually know somebody and speak to somebody who actually knows this stuff, you know, but information is there. Right. It is there. It's just, it's just finding it, looking, right. reading what you have and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, that's something that always intrigued me was like, cause that's the most important thing that I've always realized was the vets. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are fighting for the freedoms of us. And those are the people that are putting their lives on, on the line for us. And I, I really, I kind of, I don't see like, I mean, a lot of people obviously respect veterans, but in the same sense, I don't think people really understand like the pressures and things that they go through um, trying to, you know, fight for, for them to be able to go and, and live a free life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has always intrigued me as, as like an individual that hasn't served in the military. Because yes. now we don't have the draft. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's um, like when I was telling you earlier that my uh, grandfather served in the Korean War, he, it wasn't his choice to go and do that. He got drafted into doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I think a lot of people don't, well, thank you don't for understand. His service. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, 100%. But, um, that, that's something that really intrigued me that I didn't know when you actually spoke at Toastmasters about being like a medic in, in the actual military. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think um, like what else I can ask you on stuff that you just said. But the, the cool thing with you, which actually is really interesting, is how you were talking about how in high school, like you weren't the best student. You had yeah, a, bar- a barely 2.0. I was the I was the same exact way. I barely got a 2.0. I think my um unweighted was like a 1.95. No, and my weighted was like a 2.0. I think just barely. Yes, so I barely passed. And then what happened was um like the big thing that I think is kind of an issue is like they pressure kids to go to like the top notch schools. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you're told in high school that. Um, you have to get your grades up to a certain standard. You have to get a perfect score on the SATs and the ACTs. And then when you go into college, you have to go to the top-notch school, which they can't afford. And then they have to go and take out the government loans. They have to go and do different things. And what I realized was it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't get that opportunity to go there. Mm-hmm. It slowed me down to realize that I had to go. I only had a limited options of where I could go. Mm-hmm. And that's how I went to Broward College because I knew I'd get accepted there. So it's Broward College, did my whole thing, uh, kind of like the same thing where you're trying to find yourself and people are telling you you can't do certain things and you're pushing yourself to a, a limit that you can only see the vision to, mm-hmm. that you are the only person that can drive yourself to that destination and everyone is going to tell you that it's not possible because they haven't, they don't, they can't see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the, mo- I think that's the most interesting thing about you that I align with 110% is do they can't do that. And, um, like in elementary school, I didn't, I was, I had dyslexia, so I couldn't really read and I'd go home and the teachers would just tell my mom, like, I I was stupid. I wasn't trying. Like they didn't, they didn't know what was wrong with me. They thought I was perfectly fine and that I was just stupid. And my mom's like, no, there's an issue. And she got me tested at a different school. They found out I was labeled uh, dyslexia or dyslexic. And 
from there, that's where everything changed. Cause I was, I was always told that, you know, they, they didn't, it was kind of like the story where you're talking about, uh, if I gave, if I was a doctor and your arm was broken, I could just patch it up, let you go do your thing. Mm -hmm. Or I could try to motivate you and actually give you the proper care where instead of it being like four weeks, maybe it turns into two weeks mm -hmm. and you'll be more confident of yourself of getting better rather than just guessing and hoping you're going to get better. It's kind of the same idea with that where um, no one gave me the proper help and it was because of my mom standing up for me that I actually had a fighting chance. Mm -hmm. And just like you where your teacher was basically saying, you know, like what are these goals? These goals are too massive. Like you can't do that. And then it took you going somewhere else and actually experiencing it and getting like-minded people. That's, mm -hmm. that's a big thing for me is like I've, I just recently learned that the like-minded people, you got to surround yourself with like-minded people. And when you go and tell people like, you know, you go and tell people that you want to put yourself with more people that are like you that are trying to strive for more, mm -hmm. you get a lot of kickback. Mm -hmm. Like people, pe people don't agree with that. I don't know why. I think it's because it's more of like people want you to look at other people as completely equal mm -hmm. in the sense of we're all the same. Mm -hmm. But my viewpoint is we're not all the same. You have a different path than I have. Mm -hmm. This per Joe might have a different path than me. Mm -hmm. We're not all going for the same things. Mm -hmm. In a similarity, we might be going for an overall bigger picture in the same direction, but we're all going to take different steps to get there. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I love what you just said, too, and it's very, very true. We are, we are all equal, but we're not. Right. In the sense is that we're all born with different skills because if you have two people with the same skills – you're, you're where's gonna, the diversity? Yeah, like, where's, where's the diversity? Yeah. <laughs> if everybody's doing the same thing and has the same skills, where's the diversity? Everybody's only able to be, for instance, like IT. If everybody was IT, you yeah, know, they yeah. all have computers. So where's the managers? Where's the leaders? Where's all these different where's things? the salespeople that get them the jobs? Exactly. <laughs> because each, since we all have our own unique skill and ability, it allows us to come into a group, a team of individuals, a, a structure to accomplish something big like you know take it like the iphone it wasn't just done by steve jobs you know he yeah, had a it's done team by an army of people of people of different skills different traits that were able to work together now like success what what i say it's it's all about who you surround yourself with who who you're with i love being around people who think like me who are always wanting to move forward because you know what our conversations are about moving forward right goals ambition projects that's that motivational drive that allows me to wake up every single morning and make my vision a reality right and i've done it numerous 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 times and that's what i show people whatever you see whatever you believe it's real it's real it's just a process you just have to go through to actually get there I don't know one time if you heard one of my speeches I, I've done, I, I, I said, the path is in the detour. Right. So what do I mean by this? We have a vision. We have a plan. We're going to, to, to accomplish our goal. We have something set. Then, boom, life hits us. Something happens. We can't get to that exit. You know, we have to take a U-turn. We have to go this way. No. My method is I take that, that U-turn. I take that detour and I enjoy it right. because I learned with my experience is it's within that detour 
that I learned. It's within that detour that I find the right path that I need to take because it happens to us time and time again. You know, things happen in life and it throws us a left curve. We go there and, you know, next thing you, you start saying to yourself, oh, man, if this never happened to me, I would have never got this. This would have never have happened. Right. I would have never had met the right person. I would have never have done this. So many times individuals, what I teach individuals not to complain what life threw at you. Don't not complain about the problem. Do not complain about the U-turn. Focus on the solution, Right. how to keep moving forward. When you're able to have that mind structure, that mindset to be in any situation that life throws at you and be able to accept it and look for the good, look for the solution, find the learning experience, that's, that's the way you're going to get to success. That's right. where you're going to end up getting to your goal. You know, you're going to fail numerous times, numerous times, but failure is not failing. Failing is learning. And that's what society I felt growing up has taught individuals that failing is bad. So what does that do to individuals? They play it too safe. They play it too safe. They stay in that little comfort zone. They don't want to go out because they don't want to fail. They're scared to be first. I'm right. always first. I'm the first one to raise my hand. I'm the first one to to try new things. If I don't know how to do it, I'm going to learn how to do it. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing too with that, like to add on to that is um, when when you don't know something, I feel like people normal, like normally like won't admit they don't know it. So like if you ever try to think of like an issue, um, I don't know, if you're just like, if you're just debating someone on an issue, and you're just like, I stand on this point and that person stands on this point. And maybe like that person that you're talking to doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They'll try to make stuff up rather than just admitting that they don't know it and then trying to learn about it. Right. right. So that, that's, it's, that's one of the issues I've noticed with people too is like they don't want to admit that they're wrong mm -hmm. or they don't know it. It's not really that they're wrong. It's more of like, I just really don't know this. And maybe I should educate myself on something. Yes. Yes. I, you know, and, like, it, and that's jobs. Yeah. Like mostly like most of that is like jobs, like not really like because I try not to like go into politics on this show. But like it's not that's not really like a political thing. That's more of like just life. Like people just don't want to admit that they don't know something. So they just tr like they just throw it. Mm -hmm. They just throw something. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think um, if, if you want to do these topics first. Sure, and then absolutely. We'll go into. So we're going to talk about these two topics. The first one, and these are these are what uh, Dr. D picked out. So these aren't mine. So he picked get rid of stuff that's wasting your time. And then we'll talk about the second one after, which is strive for massive goals. So we kind of, we did talk about a little bit of both of these. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Besides the, the time waster. Absolutely. But, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do these two topics, and then we're just going to talk about whatever he wants to talk about. And we'll probably talk a lot about motivational stuff. Absolutely. That, that's absolutely. your niche. That's yes. what I love. I love being hyped. So... This topic is get rid of stuff that's wasting your time. So do you want to, how, how I normally do this is you'll talk about your definition on it. I'll talk about my definition on it. And then we'll just talk about the topic. Okay. I think both of those topics kind of go hand in hand because you got to get rid of all those things that waste your time to, to get to your actual goal. Right. You know? It's, it's right there. And, and, and I'm sure a lot of us hear this all the time. Get, get rid of those stuff that waste your time. We all have 24 hours a day. 
All of us. Right. Every single person. Every billionaire, there's, millionaire, every person. There's not person. one person who I know that, you know, has more than 24 hours a day. So the question is how, like you said, these billionaires, these successful people, everybody who you know, you know, that, that you think is successful in their own way, how are they able to be successful with those 24 hours a day? And it's all about sacrifice. Right. It's all it's, about it's, it's that sacrifice. dirty word sacrifice that no one wants to do. It's sacrifice. And, and you know what? The, the way I look at sacrifice, sacrifice is the motivational need that you need to get to your actual goal. That's what you need to sacrifice. Right. You need to sacrifice your time. You need to set up structure to yourselves. Okay. Now, I talk to many people and they're like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Nah, ah, oh, nah, nah. And you know what I tell them many times? And I'm like, that's because you let time control you. Right. You have to be in control of time. You're the boss. Time doesn't tell you what to do. You tell what time to do. You tell yourself at what time I should wake up. You tell your time, you tell yourself at what time I should go to bed. So if those, if there are those little projects or those things that you want to work on and you're telling yourself that you don't have enough time, I'm going to call that BS on you. Right. Because you can sacrifice waking up an hour early. You can sacrifice staying up a little bit late to work on those projects. Now, working on that, on that one hour uh, either in the morning or night at nighttime, one time is not going to get to your results. Right. It's being consistent. Right. It's over time. If you add up at least one hour a day or two hours a day, morning and nighttime, that's two times five. That gives me 10 hours. Yeah. It that's is one whole full day work right there yeah. that you can work on something. And that's just in one week. Now imagine that for a month. Yeah. That's a whole week that you have that you literally could have spent on a project now yeah. over time you keep working you sacrifice but you must stay consistent so what you need to do is prioritize prioritize what's important watching games of thrones at nighttime that's what i was going to talk about <laughs> when, when you want something when you're trying to work on a specific goal or you have to study yes don't get me wrong. You might entertain yourself, but then that's where you have to pick and choose. What's more important. What's more important. Yeah. Series or being successful, trying to get yourself to the next level. You only have one life, one life only. We all have the same, the same ability to be successful. Some of us might've been born in, in money per se. Right. Some of us have not. But we, we share different obstacles, different challenges in life. But in the very end, we live in the United States of America. This is one of the best countries where we have that choice. We have that ability to do what we want. Because you can go to another country and you will not have that ability. Right. Unfortunately, yes, if you live in, in some areas that are, are, are you know, it's, more developed. it's yeah, more developed or not as developed. Yeah. But. We have social media. You can easily go put on a YouTube and there's a bunch of motivational people there giving you clues 
had to be there, had to make it. Me growing up, I had the Encyclopedia Britannica. All I used to do when I was a kid is look at the pictures and saw which pictures was cool. Now you can go to YouTube, look up some videos on whatever it is that you want to learn, and you have people there serving, giving you the information you need for you to make it. Right. Yeah, that, it's interesting that you brought up like uh, like Netflix and series because that's what I used to do a lot before I realized before I picked up a book and started reading about that with like time wasting. My uncle used to say it all the time, "It's like you're wasting too much time." Yeah. But he's a salesperson. He travels all over the world. Like he'll and he'll watch videos, but it's more of like educational videos. Mm -hmm. He doesn't waste his time with TV. He doesn't waste his time with the news. He doesn't waste his time like just playing video games. That's what I did when I started off in um in high school. I had a bad habit where I just play. Halo 3, that was mm -hmm. my that was my game. Oh, I was more into yeah. uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I, I played a lot of that too. Yeah. But um, I wasted a lot of time on video games. And like you were saying, when you added up the time with like Netflix, I was watching this one show, Sons of Anarchy. I don't know if you've ever heard yes, of that Yes, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen so it. I binge watched, watched that whole thing when they had like eight seasons. And within the – every season was like 50, like 24 episodes. Each episode was about an hour and like 12 minutes. So if you totaled all that time up, I think I did it one time. It was over like, over like five months of like wasting time, mm -hmm. which is crazy. But we don't think about that. We don't, we don't, what, what our problem is, is we're too much of a consumer standpoint uh -huh. where we're looking at it as like, like you said, like a reward for watching this or a reward for doing this. But we don't look at the bigger picture where it's like, is this really contributing to where I want to go in reality, not fiction? Absolutely. And this is why I think it's important, Tyler, that you have the right support system, right? When, right. You, when you hang around yourself with like-minded people, you guys aren't worrying about going home and, and, and watching these shows. You guys are going to go home and do research or do something to get your success to the next level or to learn a certain objective because that's the topic of interest who your surroundings are right you know that's the topic of interest that 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 you want to talk about you know you come around these certain individuals who are like-minded and want to move forward and you start maybe talking about some other subjects and they're like oh no hey, let's let's see what how we're going to get to the next level what are we going to do next week right. what do we have to learn what do we have to learn to for our business to grow and it's that support system that allows you to get there because if you don't have it it makes it more of a challenge for you to actually get there to whichever, whatever success you want to go to. And that's something that I learned dearly um, within my experience in life. Then luckily, like I was blessed to meet the right people that allowed me to see this. And now that's what I look for. When, when I talk to individuals, a lot of times I'm always talking about how to move forward, what to do, or how can I help you? Because it's all about helping others. Right. Build that network. Build that network that you have because if you help out somebody, they're going to come around and help you out yeah. in some other way that you I, need. I love the saying where it's um, if you can if you can give more than you receive, you'll be the most wealthiest person on earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can look at this. You can look at any successful person, millionaire, billionaire, or whatever you want to say what success is because success is different for everyone. And they're all going to tell you some basic things they're going to tell you having the right support system believing having a vision right right having a vision and most 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 importantly 
is knowing that their competition is themselves is themselves that's it they don't compete they don't judge anybody it's all themselves and with that being said knowing that the competition is with themselves is getting there is being with other people right that can help them overcome their competition which is them and how do they do this by helping others right so when you help others look at anybody they're always helping others in any way they can they build a team whether they're it's in their department it's in their business or outside but it is a team that allows them to beat their own competition of themselves because they have that support that they have now right yeah for um for me, like when you're talking about like-minded people, putting them, uh, you're searching for like-minded people that want to motivate you and bring you to that next level of your, like yourself. Uh, that's something that I struggled with for a while too, which was um, like recently, like I had to break up with my ex-girlfriend because of that, mm -hmm. where she wanted me to do certain things and Sorry I was trying, yeah, no, it's all good, but it, it, it happens. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I think more people should like consider like that idea because what happens is most of the time we get into a relationship and we just we just do what the other person wants mm -hmm. all the time over and over and over we never think about ourselves so you're giving you're you're doing what the other person's vision is 110 percent, and you're not focusing on how to make yourself happy and mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people go into depression and stuff like that absolutely because, absolutely yeah because they're not 100%. working on themselves 100 percent. and when i pitched that idea to her where i'm like look like I'll, I'll do anything for you, but I will not quit on myself. I was like, I'll do like anything for you, but I'm not willing to quit on myself. And it, that's where like I had to end it because when I pitched her the idea what you just brought up where it, where it was, um, I want to look for like-minded people that don't want to just go home at the end of the day and, and sleep all day. They want to go and put in the work. They want to go and build empires. They want to go and do something that's bigger than themselves that they have that they've only dreamed of doing. And the, cause that's when I knew my depression was when, when I had, I had really bad depression from uh, my first relationship because I, I really loved this one girl and she ended up going into an arranged marriage and I ended up trying to stick around for two years with it. Mm -hmm. And she basically like kicked me to the curb. Mm -hmm. So I went through a lot of, a lot of like internal pain. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even other people that were hurting me. I was hurting myself. So I lost all my self worth which is a speech I gave at Toastmasters, I lost all my, my worth in myself and I would just sleep all day. Mm -hmm. Sleep all day. I, I, I like pretty much failed uh, art appreciation, which no one feels art appreciation. Mm -hmm. um, I like got into like stupid drugs and stuff and I, I realized that I had to flip it. I had to turn. So that's where I like found like Grant Cardone and Grant Cardone mm -hmm. was more of like a motivational speaking. And that's when like, once I applied those logics to my, you know, my knowledge base and, and who I wanted to be and where I knew I was supposed to be at age 18, kind of what you're saying at 17 for you, um, you saw a bigger picture for yourself. You saw there was more to life than what mo most people were actually going for. And at 18, it was the same way for me in high school. I was always looking at like these big su uh, successful people and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to give back to a lot of people. I want to be able to give back to communities. I want to be able to help my parents. I want to be able to do all this stuff. But the only way to do that is through hard work, changing the mindset. And it always comes back to the mindset mm -hmm. because you are like the only person stopping you from doing anything is you. 
yourself. It's 100% you. 100% yourself. And one thing that you were saying that, that I think is very, very extremely important is, is that helping others is great. We all need to do that. But fix yourself first. Right before you can help others because what happens if you're broken and you're there and you're doing stuff and you're trying to help out somebody when you even have your stuff what that does to you it just makes you um it's just it it it, it, it um it, it uh i can't think of the word right now. it's basically i because i've it read that you too. out yeah yeah it, it, you, you you um you spread yourself too thin Right. You spread yourself too thin, and in the end, you can't help out this person. You can't help out this person. Yeah, no one gets or, help because you're not, you're not, you're not put together properly. You're not there one hundred percent. So I think it's it's critical that you help yourself out first in order to help out others. Right. You can help out others, but again, pick and choose what it is, and that's where you have to really try to see how much time do I really need to help out somebody? Is it something easy? Is it something that I'm really going to spend a lot of time on working on and nothing's going to happen? Nothing's going to grow from there? Those are those decisions that you have to kind of make on your own. Right. Yeah. That's something that, um, cause I like to compare it to almost like a table. Like you have the legs, you have, let's say you have four legs and maybe one supporting in the middle. Mm -hmm. If you don't like, and let's say you would be the middle supporter, like the middle leg. Mm -hmm. If that leg is not 100% structured properly and it's not completely like a stable leg, the other legs probably won't matter as much because that's the main support in the mm -hmm. middle. So that's so if you're if you don't fix yourself first and then start trying to help other people in big ways, you're going to be helping everyone like you said and you're going to stretch yourself too thin and then you're just going to crumble like you're not going to be able to, to sustain other people's problems if you can't sustain your own problems absolutely and that's that's what i did a lot of the times too was i wasn't really i wasn't mentally put together well and so i would try to go and help other people mm -hmm. and then i would take on their problems and it'd be too much to handle it'd be like i can't take on your problems i already have my own problems mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's where like, I 110% agree with you is, is you have to fix yourself first. Mm -hmm. And most people will like 100% disagree with that mm -hmm. because they, because that's, what's been enshrined or enshrined in us for decades, help other people, help other people, but you got to help yourself first before you can Absolutely. help other people. Uh, I went through a training uh, many years ago and, uh, I learned this concept. I learned this, um, it was a great training. It was called uh, Discover Leadership Training uh, back in Houston, Texas. And one of the activities was that it was a group of 30 of us. You know, we never met each other. And um, we, we were in a circle. We had a, you know, we all made a little circle. And the thing was, the objective was, okay, there's only one raft, right? There's mm -hmm. only one raft. And you have to go around each person and tell them, can you can only save one person. Okay. You have to go around each person and tell them that you're dead. That's powerful, man. That is very, very powerful because in the very beginning in this activity, when you're going around, okay, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. It was funny, but then yeah. afterwards, you're a human being. You're like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, what if this really was true because you're deciding who's going to live, right? right? In the end, you know, how it all started, you know, people started picking the girls, older ones, this and that. And in the end, everybody was saved. You know, somebody picked somebody in the yeah. group and everybody was saved. And um, me, uh, in the end, uh, I was the last one to be saved, believe it or not. And, and 
And at that time, you know, I'm like, man, is somebody going to save me or what? <laughs> you know, like what's going on here? You know, it, it really hurt. But the moral of the story wasn't that. The moral of the, the story was is that you have to pick yourself. If the raft is there and it's sad and some people were like, no, well, you know, um, uh, that's being selfish. It's not being selfish. You know why? And this, this was something that really stayed in me to this day because I was always trying to help people or sometimes I was just taking care of myself and people would say, oh, no, you're just selfish. You're selfish. So I kind of had this little thing. And in my thought process back then, I was like, I'm not so like I need to do this. If I do this, this is going to help out this, 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 this. You know, I saw a bigger picture. And sometimes some individuals who, who were in my surroundings, they saw something else, you know, but I saw something. Well, anyways, back to the story. So the point is that you have to pick yourself. Why? Say you pick somebody, mm -hmm. right? Right. Somebody you would thought is weak. How do you know that person is going to survive? Right. You don't. You don't know. Yeah. It's luck of the draw, basically. They're on there. Who knows if, if they're weak or whatever it is they, they you know, they'll cry, they'll die. But you yourself believing in yourself you have that drive to live right yeah it's crazy you have that drive to live so you're there because you know if you're go if you get on that raft you will survive right you'll, you'll save yourself you'll save yourself because you have that vision you have that belief you have the desire to live right some of these other individuals you can't read their minds you don't know how they might feel. Yeah, maybe you go to save that person and they go and drown you to save themselves. May, well, maybe, who knows? <laughs> you who knows? don't know. Or, or they end up dying or so yeah. forth. And in the end, nobody lives. Right. But at least if you would have saved yourself, you would have had that ambition to live and make it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, um, man, that, that was a very, very yeah, that challenging very event. Powerful. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. Because it's kind of like today, too, in society where, like, we're so dependent on everything else that, like, for instance, like there, there's like a crazy thing that I thought about that I don't remember where I heard it, but if we didn't have food, if we didn't have the grocery store, right, most people would die. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to go and like go find food or hunt, hunt or do anything. Grow, any we, of that we've stuff. just been we've our the society has made us more of like like weak almost. Like we're not we're not thinking about like how to survive anymore because it's all being done for us. Mm -hmm technology you know yeah. you got yourself when you got everything right there you know it's you know technology man yeah. it's great it it's has good and cons, but it's also bad but at the same time you can't forget the basic things that you need to know to survive as a human being because if they take this this electric like technology away from us we have no electricity and then what yeah then, you know, it's, it's going to be a madhouse yeah. for all the kids. You know, you've seen these shows yeah. and the kill. All that stuff is true. You know, that's, that's true. Neighbors could be enemies, you know, because it's all about surviving. It's all about grabbing food and, and, right. and whatnot. So, yeah, for, um, that's, that's another topic. That's yeah, it's a whole, that's a whole yeah. new other episode. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty powerful. Like, honestly, like, because I, I used to, there's, there's a quote I put on my Instagram with like the selfish selfishness that everyone throws around when you go to like do something for yourself and it was uh matthew mcconaughey oh, okay. and he kind of redefined selfishness and it was um i can't remember the exact quote but it was basically saying like it, it's okay to be selfish in the sense of taking care of yourself first 
and then helping other people. But he said in like a certain quote that it made you really think. Hmm. Because oh, that, that's a look it up. That, yeah, that, that's a big um, I, I could show it to you. It's on my Instagram after this. But it was one of these quotes that I, I, I read because um, I, obviously uh, most people know who Matthew McConaughey is, the actor. But I didn't know like I, I saw some of his speeches he did at um, I think he did it at Harvard. And it was an intense speech, mm-hmm. like one of the best speeches I've ever heard. And it was motivational saying like, basically, um, when you graduate here, there's so much more out there that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, trying to, you got to try to be uh, respectful to yourself and like take care of yourself basically. And then you can go out and do more stuff. Um, but uh, it's one of those things too. Like whenever you try to do something, everyone says you're selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing that? That's selfish. Mm-hmm. And then, but but you, you, you know how, how I, I look at it, Tyler? It's like you have people around you like that everywhere. You know, there, there are negative people. Um, whenever you have a vision, whenever you have something, somebody's always going to sh- shoot you down. And that's why it's very important to be aware, to be aware that there are people there. Yeah, and why are they, why are they telling you that? They, why are they telling yeah. you? Not everybody's going to like you, you know, you know. Not everybody is. But. If you believe in something and you have that vision, you're the only one who needs to believe. That's right. it. It's shown time and time and again that if you believe and you have that vision and, and you take action, it's there. Because, you know, a lot of times people, they have a vision. They have a, a belief, you know. Yeah. And they pray. They, they wish. They do all of these things. And it's great to pray. It's great to have a wish and so forth. But nothing's going to happen unless you get out of your seat and make it happen. Take yeah. action. Sacrifice. How are you going to get there. I always like to live in the end of mind. What's my end goal in life? Right. That's how I live. What is my end goal in life? And I work at that every single day to get to my end goal. Right. And you have to, and you have to, because if you're not working in your end goal right now, life life is going to be a challenge for you. You're, you're, you're always going to come with all these different Obstacles. You're living in the moment, which is great, and you need to live in the moment because it's going to create your future. Momentum. Yeah. But if you're doing the same thing every single day and expect different results, like Albert Einstein, that's yeah. insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. So you have to change that plan. And, you know, it, it talks about those time wasters. Yeah. What is it that you're doing? You know, you're complaining about your job. Yeah, but what are you? What steps are you taking to correct that? Exactly, <laughs> find a new job. That's not the only job that you have. There's millions of jobs. If if you if if you're successful and you know you should be, you're able to find something. Yeah, it's there. But if you sit there and wait and complain every day, every day, every day, every day, you're gonna have the same result. And right. what is this job right now? What you really need to think about. This specific job right here that you have at the moment, how is it going to help you in the very end of your life? Right. What's your plan with that? Right. What are you doing with that money? Are you investing in yourself? Are you buying property? Are you do? What are you doing? Right. Because that's the goal that us as human beings, we really have to focus. What are we going to do when we're older? Because in the very end, what's going to happen? You're going to be 50, 60, 70 years old working. That's not yeah. going to be me. Yeah, it's not going to be That's me That's not going to be me <laughs> because I'm working right now on my retirement. Right. That's my main goal. Yeah. That is my main goal. You know, I have um, all kinds of educations. I have all kinds of experience and so forth. But I'm not going to be a slave. Okay, I worked, did my stuff. I'm happy to, to, to work at a different company. Now it's all about me. 
my company, my stuff, the, the people who I help, because in the very end, nobody's going to help you. You know, say you're working in a, in a, in a specific um, company. How long are you there? You're just a spark plug. You know, as soon as you leave, somebody's right. there to replace you're, you. You're just a number. Yeah, you're just a that, number. That's why I try to tell people because some, so, like, I think it's crazy. The one job I'm working at right now, uh, this one person at the town hall meeting that they had was working there for 30 years. And I'm like, that's cr that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like that that just means she had no drive to go do anything else. And 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 the thing is, so in some companies, yes, there might be benefits, retirements, and that's good to go. That's good if you're there and you have again. If, but there's you have no that. way she was satisfied working there for thirty years. I don't. There's I don't, no way. Maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know the person. <laughs> I, I really do not know. But the only what I see with that is like, yeah, if there's some sort of benefit, that is your end goal. Like, hey, look, yeah. I'm going to have a retirement check. I'm going to do this. Okay, go for it. But if you're there working 30 years and you're not going to get nothing out of it, what was the whole point? You just spent 30 years. Yeah, but she, see, like in my mindset, she spent 30 years working for someone else's dreams, not mm -hmm. her dreams. That's why I look at it as like, because like she, there's no way, the only, you know why she stayed there for 30 years? She got too comfortable in the position that she was in. That that is true, and <laughs> well, also Tyler, what what there is though, there. You remember how we were, um, we we were discussing earlier that everybody we're all the same, but we're all unique in our own ways. Right. There's four types of personalities. Or do you know about the disc? Um, I don't. I don't like. I know there's four personalities. I don't know what the what it's you say. Dominant, disc? influential, steady, and conscientious. There's four types of people. Okay. Dominant, influential, steady, and conscientious. Okay. Dominant, right. more of um, fast pace. Like I have a whole little thing that I, I do a training on this. Uh, influential people person, outgoing and so forth. Steady mm -hmm. person, uh, people person, but very low, slow pace conscientious, very organized, not too people oriented, but, um, project driven, you know, right. so you have all these different types of people. Now the 15% of the people, if, if I was to have a group of a hundred people, 15% of those people would be dominant. The other 15 would be, um, influential. Right. Okay. Uh, 60% would be steady. And 5% will be conscientious. And now why do we have this? Because in order for companies and people to, to, um, to work together, we need to be different. So that's why the lady, who knows, again, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, she could I, have I'm been, sure she's a wonderful person. She, I just, I just tell could, you. She could have been a steady person because I know individuals yeah. that they don't want to have their own company. They don't, they're comfortable. Yeah. They're, I'm not talking about like, cause there was something that I saw with like Grant Cardone where he was like, the, we have too many entrepreneurs where mm -hmm. people just want to go and like just make a company and like maybe they're really not designed to go and do that and mm -hmm. there's ways like what you're saying where you can work for someone else and make millions of dollars working mm -hmm. for someone else but yeah i mean like in my viewpoint it's like 30 years is a long time mm -hmm. to stay there and it like is. it just means like because that means she didn't try to go and move somewhere else it means she didn't try to put herself in a different comfort zone it, it she stayed in one location for 30 years maybe she went to different departments within the company but she stayed in one location for 30 years there, there was actually um this is something i uh do an audiobook with grant cardone where he stated that most people because he's really big into getting out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and he said most people that are born in let's say like for instance florida 
like like um i was born in Cor well, i was technically born in new york but at three years old five years old i was moved to coral springs florida so i'm 23 now so that means for like what like uh 18 19 years i've been living in coral springs right mm -hmm. so what his statistic was was 90 i think it was like 90 percent or like 95 percent of people stay where they were born oh wow they don't they don't move anywhere else in the in, around the world a different state they stay where they were born so they're not expanding the people they're meeting they're not expanding the opportunities that are out there because they're stuck mm -hmm. so they work the same nine to five and that's why we have a lot of depression is they're staying in the same environment the same friends the same this the same that and they're not getting diverse results mm -hmm. again the same results kind of the same thing you're talking about and that's what he was saying was like we get too comfortable. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to go outside our comfort zone. Absolutely. We don't want to go out and experience new things where we're, it's easier to just go to the same nine to five, get a paycheck, maybe budget a little bit. And, and that's it. Most people don't budget by the way, yeah. which is crazy, which is like, that's, that's nuts. Like I read that and I was like, wow. Well, let me tell you something. I, you know, I've been in school for, for, you know, a pretty long time. And not once have I ever had a financial class, not once. Yeah. Um, again, financial is more like you, something you learn on your own. But unfortunately, and, and I understand it now a lot, you know, you got a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, they come out and what happens? They end up getting bankrupt. Why? Because they get a job, you know, they get paid good yeah. money, but they're not budgeting. So get a house, they get a car. They use their credit cards. They do all. Yeah, so they're of stacking more they, debt on top of on the debt. Top of their student loans, <laughs> what they have. So crazy. You know, and um, yeah, and it happens. And luckily, you know, me and my wife, when we were in early thirties, uh, we we were like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Like, like here we're professionals. You know, we're making pretty good money. Right. And how can we feel broker than I we know. did before? It just didn't make sense to us. And then we took a class. We took uh, Dave Ramsey financial education. Yeah, it's a great, great thing. And yeah, I highly hear lots recommend, of good stuff with Dave. Highly Ramsey, recommend but... that. Highly, highly. And we learned more about budgeting. We started following the structure, following different things. And man, we started doing the snowball effect, paying off all our credit cards. Yeah, and, that's what I'm in the more, process of yes. doing right now. So I highly recommend Dave. Uh, Dave Ramsey, excellent, yeah. excellent financial freedom. Um, and yes, now we follow it all the time and budget and me and my wife, we talk about this like, man, it's so crazy. And, you know, these are things I think life skills that maybe it should be taught in high school. No, they should. I, 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 I don't think any, cause this is an argument that's been made for like decades. Why, like why we pay so much money for school, but they don't give you anything like they don't give you a life lesson skill. Mm -hmm. They're just giving you kind of like a book. And then you read the book and then it's like, okay, like now, now like, you know, try to go to this job. And, and most people actually can't find jobs in their field because they don't get the experience. That was one thing that I, I lucked out with too, going to Broward College is they had a lot of internships. Mm -hmm. So when I got out, I'm like, okay, I know I want to go into business. Like I, I knew at age 18, I took my first business class. That's how I learned about investing. That's how I learned about oh, um, stocks. Good that's how I learned you. about everything. Yeah. And that was the only class where like 90% of the people didn't show up. They, uh, they were late all the time. That's how, I, that's how I learned how to shake a hand, like a handshake properly and not the dead fish and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And little techniques that he would show us um, just to, to get you to that stepping stone. First impressions, key, dress for success. Um, all these little things that a lot of people, a lot of millennials, even like older adults, like baby boomers don't even really do. Mm -hmm. And for me, like that was the stepping stone. Where I'm like, all right, I definitely want to go into business. 
Like that's me. Like that, that's a hundred percent me. I'm open-minded. I like taking in new information. I like learning. I like challenges. Like I don't like anything being easy. Um, and from there I just got, an, you know, I went to Broward college and I got an internship mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I took all the skills I learned from high school from that class and landed that job. Cause there, like, they told me there was 250 people and most of them were from the business. Um, like they're, they already had, like, they're going for their bachelors. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even get through my first year yet of college. And they, they were saying like, they're all from FAU business, which is like one of the top notch areas. Like if you're ever in Coral Springs or in the South Florida area, most business people go to FAU. And she was like, your resume was on point, which that's how I learned how to do resume from that class. Great. Um, cover letter was on point. And, they, and she was like, most of the resumes we get, their spelling is terrible. And we have spell check, which just goes to show you that everyone's lazy. They, mm-hmm. don't, they don't even want to press the little button that does spell check. Yep. And I'm like, so I, that's how I got into that. I had to go through a bunch of interviews. I had to go. It was, it was a long process. But like she said, I, 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 I was going against 250 other candidates. And I somehow managed because of all those skills I learned in high school through that class was able to get in front of the decision maker Mm -hmm. and land the job. And that's something that, like you said, they don't teach us that in school. They don't teach us finance. They don't teach us investing. They don't teach us um, the first impression is key, how to dress well, like for a job interview or anything like that. They don't really teach us that. And if most people can choose a way out of it, they choose the way out of it, Mm -hmm. which is the biggest mistake they'll make for their entire life. And I don't like no one can explain why they don't do that in school. Why they don't teach about money. We live in the most economical world right now, and no one is teaching anyone about finance. So it can make people get into debt. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it helps. That's, you know, that's that's my big know, thing then, too. I think and it's then, all. And then we wonder why you know we 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 suffer with such a uh, a debt in in our own country. Well, Look at look at the education that yeah. we have. You know, uh, we don't get taught this stuff. How much I wish I learned it. And my parents had a business, and one of the things yeah, you know, I learned a lot of about customer service and, and so forth. That's where I think I learned a lot of my customer service ability is working in my parents' business. But one thing I always told my mom, like, Mom, why why didn't you guys ever teach me the financial portion? You know, and that would have helped me out so much. I would have learned a, a lot more. But it is what it is. I took my detour, found out an, another way and grow from it, you know? Yeah. And now with my kids, I teach my kids now at a very young age about finance, right. budgeting, all these different things. It costs money. You know, I told, you know, I have a six year old son, he's going to turn seven and you know, I, I give everything to my son, you know, do the, the best I could, not everything, yeah. but he's into Legos. And, and I tell him, I'm like, look, Hey, that's it. I'm done. You got to start you know, making money so you can buy your own, kind of teach them that little responsibility. So, so it's like, so what do, what can I do? I'm like, well, you know, there's little things you can do. And I gave him, you know, suggestion, dude, let's sell lemonade. So we went, he opened up his piggy bank and said, <laughs> we're going to use your money. Showed him like, look, yeah. you need to put money to make money. Right. You got to have some type of finance. <laughs> yeah. So we went, we opened up his piggy banks. We, we changed it, got cash. He was all excited with the cash. And then when I told him, okay, we got to go to the store and buy the material, he was like, oh, but what? He didn't understand that. It's like, because you have to buy the stuff. How are we going to make the lemonade? Yeah. You know, how are we going to make it? He's like, oh, but you, you can buy it. I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. This is how it works. So end of story, we went, we bought the stuff, showed him how to make the lemonade. We made these lemonades. We you know, went down to the pool area uh, where we live by and um, we started selling, you know, lemonade. Again, we called the family, come over yeah. and, and so forth. 
but he got the he he was able to learn how you have to invest to make money and right. the and hard the work yeah and the you risk, risk. Yeah. you gotta put in the work and uh-huh next thing i know he i saw I saw him drinking lemonade i was like yeah you gotta get money he's like no 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 it's it's mine i can drink it for free. <laughs> like okay but anyways it, it was a good learning experience for my son I, you know i think uh, he learned something from that and which was great you know yeah. he had a fun time i had a fun time it was great yeah because i was going to ask you um like in coral springs we can't we can't do lemonade stands no 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 that's why i did it in yeah. the pool area right there called family yeah you're not allowed yeah to, and i think that's yeah. because like they don't know if like what's in the lemonade so yeah. i guess it's like a caution yeah thing, i think but... you, you have to pay because me and my wife because we wanted to go and, and see like you know kind of stuff you see on tv but then somebody told us like no you need a permit yeah like, a permit yeah how yeah, crazy is that we looked and yeah it costs like 300 bucks or something yeah how crazy is that yeah it it is what it is. All no, it is. I mean, you can't really do yeah. much about that. But so it's I, just to me, it's crazy that you gotta you gotta get a permit to open up a lemonade stand and make it. You know, because you're probably not gonna make a killing out there selling lemonade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the three hundred dollars probably isn't even really worth going through and paying the three hundred. Yeah. Well, I guess if you were consistently, eventually, you know, you'll make it back as yeah. just one payment. But, but it'll, it'll take some time to actually get your money back and and so forth. You know, so. But yeah, it's interesting. But um, all right. So we'll go on to the second one. So the second one: strive for massive goals. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've learned through um through books. Real quick, I was going to ask you too. I had this up. Did you ever read this book, the Dr. Williams uh, Mitchell How to Conquer Grasshopper Mentality and Develop the Courage of a Giant Slayer, Winning in the Land of Giants? No, I have not. I gotta... I'll definitely send this to you. Yeah, absolutely. My uncle um. He lent, he lent it to me. This is the only book that he gave to me, and he's like, hey, I want this book back. Mm -hmm. So so I'm like, all right, so there's got to be, like, top-notch knowledge on this. Right. And I read, like, the first two chapters, and it's already, like, I'm like, oh, man, I got to keep reading. Like, I, mm -hmm. I, just talking about the book makes me want to go home right after this and read the book. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it just talks about the, the grasshopper mentality is more of, like, the, like, if I went to you and I had the big idea, because this is where the, the massive goals are going to come in. If I went to you and I'm like, hey, I got these massive goals. I want to I want to own one day a billion dollar corporation. And let's say you were someone that didn't really believe in that. You're like, oh, it's like the little man can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I come to you and you start kind of telling me like, hey, like you have the grasshopper mentality of, oh, like I'm a little grasshopper. I can't go and do that. Mm -hmm. So like you're going to tell me that I can't do it and it's going to slowly start diluting my uh, like my motivation or my strive to go for that goal, mm -hmm. even though I envisioned it. And they're saying that it affects everyone, like grasshopper mentality. It affects every single person. It affects the billionaire, affects the millionaire. The only reason it doesn't affect the billionaire or the millionaire that much is because they don't they don't allow themselves to give in to basically the negativity or mm -hmm. give in to that grasshopper mentality. They catch themselves when they're making those, yeah, those decisions. Yep. And it was just interesting because it also it's um it has a lot of scriptures in it. Like the whole beginning was talking about like God and like how like it went through different Bible like scriptures and verses and how like Goliath and David, like the battle and how David uh, basically slayed Goliath, even though Goliath was like this huge giant that everyone was basically scared of. And that was um, some, like no one wanted to go up against him. And David was like, no, we're going to, we're going to go up against him. We're going to defeat him. Mm -hmm. And he had the courage to go and do it. And he actually did it. He mm -hmm. did the impossible, which everyone was saying was impossible. Um, but it has other like stuff in there too. But, I know you'd enjoy that because you're you're a very religious person. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I know very well about David and Goliath. <laughs> so he had his three stones and boom, right? 
Yeah, it hit perfectly. Like in the in the scriptures, it's perfect. Like mm-hmm. the perfect shot. Like only like by a miracle he made it. Mm-hmm. But it was because he was so confident in himself that he actually was able to go and pull it pull it yeah, off. Basically, absolutely. And, and even if you talk about religion and so forth, um, to me, you have to have faith. You know that that's kind of in my own personal life. That's that's who what my support system is because I know whatever I've done or whatever I do or whatever project I have. I know I have somebody with higher power that helps me get to that destination because right. I believe and I have faith. And I respect, I say, I respect what challenges, what life challenges he throws at me for me to overcome. Right. Because I know it's a learning process because he showed me time and time and again, you know, and, and it's like, I'm a believer, you know, I'm a believer. Yeah. I know he's not going to, He's not going to let me down as long as I'm moving forward and I pray and, and, and so forth. But as long as I move forward and I take action and, you know, be nice to people, humble, do not judge, you know, follow those simple rules that as a human can be, I'm always able to get to my destination. And I always been very successful because of that. And uh, I pray to God and I thank him. And, you know, I, I see myself continue being successful because of that. Um, fact you know and uh we talk about massive goals and like i was saying they go hand in hand with the time that you waste first of all you know you have to start with your end in mind like everybody right now you have to think about you only have one life what is it that you want to accomplish in life what is your end goal knowing your end goal allows you to work backwards in order to get there right you know so if it's a billion dollar company that that you want to have, what kind of company? Right. You know, you trying to, to start... narrow down the the big, the big endpoint. Yeah. What kind of company? At that time, you might think of something. It might change because right. it does happen, and yeah. that's the detour that leads to your your actual to the right path, which it will be something even bigger because you were you had a, a um, you had an action to follow. You had something. You had a motivation to get you there. So when you work backwards, you know, you start, you start developing smaller goals. Right. And that's how it really starts. It's all about those baby steps, you know? So you think of your end goal, you start working backwards. What is it that you want? How are you going to get there? Do your research and start working at it. Start working at it. What is it that you need to do? Oh, if you need money, okay, fine. You know what? We don't need money at this moment. You can do a lot of other things right now. That's going to help you out get here. Yeah. You, know, you See, still have a lot of time to build stuff. I'm sorry to cut no, you off, you're good, you're good. but like, you know, sometimes there's like 60 year old, 70 year old people, you know, and finally, you know, they've been working in the system 30 right. years, like you say, like that one lady. And then finally they wanted to do something from themselves, something that they had passion for mm-hmm. and they end up becoming millionaires Yeah, at 60 years old, 70 yeah. years. So it's never too late. Yeah. I try it's to tell people too that too. It's never too late. Cause like I, my parents have that. Like not, I don't know about like my dad, but like my mom has a mentality of like I'm getting older, like mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm too old. And no, I'm like no, no, it's never too no. late. And and, and the, <laughs> this, you know, the saddest part, and I and I even say that because even with my internal, like my mom, and you know, I love love my family to death, but a lot of times it's our family or those people who are closest to us that throw that negative stuff, and it's not that they mean. Yeah. Like they do the, it on purpose. Yeah. It's not, is that they play it safe. So they want to make sure that you're safe. 
yeah. you know and that's their vision but they don't know what which what what you yeah. see and i and i tell people this you probably heard me saying this before is like so if, you know there was a crowd of people here and i was asking okay so who knows you the best you know some people are going to be like oh my mom my best friend my right. boyfriend this and that and then i tell them i was like well do they know all your dirty little secrets <laughs> i bet you they don't so in reality who knows yourself the best yourself you. yeah yourself so you know what your weaknesses are you know what your strengths are you know what your desire is you know what your beliefs are you know, if you have a vision or if you have a belief and you want something, get it. Right. If you want to know, surround yourself with people that are going to motivate you to get it or help you get it. Right. Because we can't do it on by ourselves. Yeah, that's something that I've learned, too, is like most people will come up with like the massive goals. Like some people don't have a problem creating the massive goals. It's more of like, all right, how do I like I can't take the first step. Like most people, for some reason, don't take the first step. Mm -hmm. It. Because what they're looking at is they're looking at that huge, massive goal, and they're like, oh, man, it's so far away. Mm -hmm. And like, But they don't even like attempt to take the first step. But that's the easiest thing you can do is take mm -hmm. the first step. Because so once you take that, that first step, step everything opens up. Mm -hmm. That's what I realized was like, like before I was like, all right, I'm never going to go to college. And then I stepped in and took my first uh, like three classes, and then I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. But it was because like – I like I was told like I had a 2.0 I was told to do like I, I wasn't smart enough to go to the top notch college mm -hmm. so I was like oh I, like college isn't for me and then I stepped into it and I was like oh I could do this mm -hmm. like and that's and that's the big key point that I think you're hitting on is you got to take the first step you have to there's no other way you have to at least attempt to go in and, mm -hmm. and do something whether it's starting a business whether it's going to college whether it's uh doing something that everyone's telling you not to do and and you know like you have this gut feeling that it's gonna, it's gonna be okay, and that, that's where your purpose is. That's where you have to go to to start your life. Absolutely, and it is taking that first step. And uh, you know, I, I talk to a, a lot of realtors, and a lot of times, a lot of realtors, what happens to them? They, they come into this business, and they're, they, they're thinking they're gonna make a lot of money and this. And the thing is, the opportunity is to make great money. It is. It's a lot of opportunity, but you need structure. So what happens to a brand new realtor, many times, they don't have the right structure, the right guidance. They go zigzag. They go up, down. They have their goal up here, but they go like this. They make money. They come back down. They go like this. They're everywhere. So they took that first step and they're flying here. There's no direction. So what I provide, I provide a structure. Right. A structure for them to follow. They can go out of it, but as long as they follow that simple structure, they get to their goal. Same thing with anybody else. If you have a goal, if you have there, set yourself a structure. What are you doing? This is where it goes, those time wasting stuff. Yeah. What is it that you're doing? Where's the sacrifice come in? If you're complaining about no time, make time for yourself. Right. You're able to adjust things, delegate things, see what's priority, what's not. Surround yourself with people that's going to push you. But as long as you have that structure and know how to get to point A, to point B, to point C, those are those baby steps, those like small goals. You know, those are the short-term goals that you keep setting up for yourself. That's how you built up yourself professionally, internally, and you're able to be more successful with everything that you do because afterwards it becomes a habit. You know how many days it takes to, to build a habit? I think it's 30 days, right? 66 days. Oh, 66. 66 right. days to build a habit. Okay. So you have to be consistent. Find that structure. Know what it is. If you need help trying to find a structure, you can always find me. 
right here in my information, you know, Dr. D, founder of SIT, where you sit and learn over here at Casalina Realty, where we help you sell and buy your homes and always here serving our vets. So anyways, besides that, I can help you. You know, if it's something that you need, because some that's that's where that help comes in. That's right. where that structure comes in. Because sometimes we're like zigzagging, and I know because I was there. You know, I was there even though I went to school and that you still need help. You know, you're always gonna need help. You're always gonna need support to help you get there. You have to have that structure. You gotta realize, okay, what time do you wake up? When you wake up, what is it that you do? Okay. After you wake up, what's your first plan at eight o'clock? What are you doing at eight? What are you doing at nine? What are you doing at 10? What do you look at your time? Write down what is it that you're doing? And then right. from there, you're able to choose and say, yeah, you know what? I spent too much time doing this. Oh, right. you know what? I spent too much time doing this. Oh, you know what? I spent too. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe from nine to 10, I'm going to make it a habit to do this and this at this time. Build that habit. Right. Build a habit. And eventually it's all about being consistent. You end up getting whatever you want. Right. And you end up getting to those short-term goals, which eventually they end up being long-term goals and you end up learning. And it's all about learning. We don't stop learning until we're six feet deep. Yeah. So don't do that for the, right. to yourself. We have all the information right there on the telephone. Use it. Use Facebook. Use Netflix. Yeah, Facebook, whatever it is, wherever you can find it. YouTube. Google, Google is my best friend, you yeah. know? Yes, yeah, and, and it's possible too, like that you can change the habits because I used to watch a lot of TV. I, I wasted so much time watching TV yeah, and then I, I don't watch TV at all. People are talking about shows. People are talking about, oh, I saw this on TV. I don't, I really don't watch any TV. Mm -hmm. The only time I watch TV is maybe like for like 30, 40 minutes at night and that's like still pushing it mm -hmm. like it's probably like once a week and, or twice a week maybe and tyler this this is a good thing right now you know you're, you're you're single even if you have a girlfriend or not this is a time that you need to invest on yourself right because once you get married and once you fall into a relationship you work with two people yeah it's not about and you anymore it's not really about you it's about both of you guys and the challenge is is bigger you know it's it's more of a challenge and that's where more sacrifice is needed because as, as, as a married man, in, you know how I said you have to worry about yourself first. Yes, you right. do first, but you have to give to your family. Right. You, know? you have to give to your family. You have to take care. So sometimes, you know, when, when you're wasting those time, that's where you might have to wake up earlier. You know, you might have to stay up late at night, right. you know, because you need to give time to your family. And that's something that, that, um, that I have to have to say, you know, because again, I, I was doing my doctorate with my kids working a full-time job. Uh, I was in a really good position. So I had a lot of responsibility, you know, and I couldn't study and I couldn't do it at the time that my family was there. So what did I have to do? Stay up late. I had to wake up at two o'clock in the morning, start studying, mm -hmm. sacrifice, right. you know, that I had to do. And I had to be very consistent with it to, in order for me to, to, uh, succeed and I succeeded. I yeah. made it. I you made to control it your time, which is a big one that you were talking That's about. That's what too. I said. You, you're in control of your time. Yeah. Don't let time control you. You create time. Exactly. You be you. You create time. You're in control of it. Don't let time control you because that's where you're going to start complaining and this and that and you know goals. Goals are there, man. I love goals. I love goals. I love setting up stuff. I love seeing visions. I love projects. If you have goals and stuff, I love looking at it. And coming up with a plan how to get there you know that plan that 
we 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 execute to get there if it doesn't work at that time okay it's cool let's change things around i don't give up it's like let's change it let's it, we just found out it didn't work like this right. there's other ways there's a million ways for solutions you know and i'm and i love for that <laughs> i love challenges it's funny because you know i'll play like video games with my kid and and you know it's some of the boards that will play will play mario or something and it's a it's you know it's a little bit of a challenge yeah and um my kid goes my it's like oh it's like oh this is a challenge and my son's like yeah daddy but you you love challenges so you're good you'll be good you'll be good so that's <laughs> kind of good that you know at this age i i let them know that they're challenges and you have to say challenge because it's all about the words that you use. If if I start teaching my son that, oh, it's going to be hard, it's going to be difficult, what I'm teaching my son at such an early age that he doesn't even know is stress because the words that you use are very powerful. So if I tell my son, oh, no, it's really hard, it's going to stress him out. Yeah, It's going to be hard for him. He's going to think it because at a, uh, at a, me a metabolic level, you know, you push hormones, you push these – these dopamines and serotonin is the good ones. But if you're saying negative things, you're going to put negative stuff in your body is just going to shut down. So using the word challenge, is not really a negative word. It's a project. So I don't right. say hard. I don't say difficult. I say, Oh, you know what? It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a project. It's a plan. Those are those type of words that I do my best that I'm aware to take out of my vocabulary. And I tell myself, oh, that's too easy. I'm going to do I'm done in like in two seconds. I'll do that in two seconds. I kind of my, do the same thing. Yeah. I, I talk, I talk myself up basically. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's going to, it's going to be fun. Like, let's do this. Because when you do like internally, you push your body to the next level. Again, this is what we have here. This is just, it's like we're robots. What controls this robots is what's going inside this mind of yours. Right. Again, we weren't born with a blueprint. We don't know how how the mind works in this like this miracle way, mysterious way. We know things happen, but we don't know. There's something there, and I can assure you, choosing the right words allows you to climb higher, to be more successful. You know, you're complaining about stuff. Those are problems that you're putting inside your mind. So I focus on solutions. My energy goes, try to solve the problem. That's where my energy goes in. And what does that do? Solving the problem allows me to move forward. Instead of staying stuck or thinking about yesterday, I'm allowed to move forward. Right. It's all about self-awareness because we all know that thought follows feelings, follows action. So the moment you think about it and your body's telling you, oh, I'm mad, I'm upset. Your body's telling you, Tyler, right there, you know what? I need to do something right now. I need to do something right now to get out of it because emotions going to hit me. I'm going to do something. I'm going to regret. And tomorrow I'm going to have to apologize. Right. Because emotion took control of me. So be aware when you're feeling it like that, your body's telling you that your body's going to react a certain way, do something you like. Find something you like. Get yourself out of that situation because you're going to do something that your emotion is going to make you do that you're going to regret the following day. Listen to music, surround yourself, do whatever it is. I don't know. Everybody's different, mm -hmm. you know, right. but do something. I like to listen to, you know, that one song, tonight's going to be a good night. Yeah, it's right? the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas, man. <laughs> you sing that song, anybody sings that song. Look at your face. You're like, yeah, it's going to be good. Because why? You just told your body that. Yeah. It's all about the words that you use. Listen to that music that you're listening to. If it's depressing, I guarantee you're going to be depressed. If it's upbeat, like upbeat, positive stuff, good stuff, feeling good, 
Look at your body, how it's going to react. Yeah. Again, this is just a shell. When you learn to control this shell with your mind, it's endless. Yeah, it's actually endless. really, it's really funny how like you're, you're talking, like, you're saying to talk to yourself because before I, I went on the interview for the job that I'm at right now with cross country, uh, I actually went and I, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was getting ready and I noticed I had like a big zit uh -huh. on my nose. Uh -huh. And I'm like the first, you know, cause your first instinct is like, Oh man, I'm going on an interview. Like, damn, like, like I, I don't look good. So I'll, I, I like look in the mirror and I start talking to myself. I'm like, you're the sexiest person in the world. Yeah. And I and I, I tell everyone this because I had to talk myself basically off the ledge to convince my brain that I, I was good enough to go on the interview. Uh -huh. Because like I can't reschedule the interview. I have to go to the interview. So um, I talked talked to myself in the mirror and just basically said like, you're the sexiest person in the world. Like you can. And how did that make you feel? Oh, I felt I felt so empowered. Automatic. I, I literally left, drove to the interview. And nailed the interview. Let me tell you, I am is one of the most powerful words you can use. A lot of times I come into work or I do something and everybody sees, man, Danny's always on fire. He's always happy because I choose to. Yeah. Right? But many times when before I come to work, depending on what mood I'm in, because it's all about self-awareness, I tell myself, I'm going to have a great day. I feel great. I feel amazing. I feel wonderful. I'm great. I'm wonderful. I feel great. Awesome. All these positive stuff that I keep telling myself because I know how powerful it is and what it does to my character, yeah. you know? And when I come in somewhere, people feel it. People feel my energy. People feel, man, this guy's positive. What is this guy on? And I didn't even have my first cup of coffee yet. <laughs> and so as crazy. you can see, I was just saying this right now and I just got boosted up yeah. right here. And you just saw it live. And I'm already like, yeah, let's go. Let's fire. Yeah. That's why you should like, that's why like going back to the, the point before, which, with surrounding yourself with like-minded people is such a big thing because they'll motivate you. They'll, they'll pick you up mm -hmm. just like how, like you just said, like I, or just by talking about it, I'm already like hyped up. I'm motivated. I want to go right now and achieve something. So that's why it's really good um, idea to surround yourself with more like-minded people. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, so this has been episode 74 of goals and updates. My name is Tyler Dunn. Dr. D founder of SIT, where you sit and learn here at Casalina Realty to help you buy and sell your home and live that dream home that you always wanted to. Hell yeah. Where we train people to be the best. All right. So we'll see you on the next episode for 75. And uh, I'm hopefully going to get Dr. D back on the show. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Great. This is awesome. I love talking about, you know, this sort of stuff because a lot of times people don't, uh, don't know they don't yeah, have the time to talk and, and it's really you know the information is there it's all about videos you put videos up people listen and you know you change lives and and that's what i do i love to inspire i love to motivate people i love to get people to their next level you know and again I, i'm living proof i've done it by changing the way i think every day that's right all right we'll see you on the Thank next you, goals everyone. and updates take care peace peace